we're back. Hey. <laughs> nice to see you, Zoe. And you too, Liam. IRL. Yeah. Lots been happening in the world, of yes, course. Yes, yes. How long, how long has it been <coughs> since we... Since we recorded? Mm-hmm. Um, the last one was... I don't have a date no in front of me, but I mean... September? Well, I've been away for... It's about two months exactly yeah. since I left, so I guess about nine weeks since okay. we recorded. Yeah. Um, yeah, huge amount of time in the media cycle. Yes, especially... Yeah, it has been crazy. Queen? The Queen. QE2? Sorry, everyone, just forgive the... Um, gurgling in the background that's oh. the washing machine in, the <laughs> in our pop-up studio <laughs> i'm calling this episode hiatus hiatus oh cool, <laughs> cool. i like it <laughs> it's not i don't know what hiatus is defined as but we are on a hiatus but i guess it's because i moved to the other side of the country not for any other reason yes and that's our christmas episode oh there you go. Well, well, maybe it is. Maybe, maybe we'll try and record an actual Christmas episode okay. before I go back to sure. Sydney. Sure. So we both kept some lists of things that have happened in the absence. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a little bit of crossover. Interestingly, there's also not heaps of crossover. Mm. Um. So, do you want to quickly go through your list and then I'll go through mine and then we can go ahead? Oh, sure. I don't know how quick I can do it. Um, can I just ask though, is in your list, have you mentioned the floods that you were... Oh, the New South Wales floods? Yeah. No, I haven't. Yeah. But they were pretty... I mean, I didn't see much. Yeah. Um, but I did like... The week that I arrived in Sydney, you know, it was very, very wet. Mm. Um, when I drove up from Melbourne, it was like torrential. Yeah. And it was like sketchy on the road. It was quite exciting. Um, and then after I, I'd been in Sydney for, I think, three or four days, I drove back up into the Blue Mountains for a few days. Yeah. And... Um, Higher ground. Yeah. I just wanted to kind of witness... You know, because it was like a significant weather event. Yeah. And I wanted to be somewhere that I knew I was going to, like, really experience it. And it was, like, awesome. Yeah. The amount of rain and it was cold and foggy. and um, But I crossed, like, out at the kind of foothills, I suppose. There's a river. I can't say what river it is off the top of my head. But um, on that day, they, they had warned of the bursting of the banks yeah, of that river. Okay. And, you know, the police commissioner or whoever announced that if you're asked to leave your house, you have to do it right away. Don't wait. Don't pack. Mm-hmm. You have to be ready to go. Mm-hmm. And when I drove over that river, it was the amount of water. I've never seen it, that amount of water, like, moving like that. Yeah, it right. was like It was like, imagine the Swan River gushing. Yeah, wow. Like, it was so full, like... <laughs> <laughs> it was it was like scary, and it yeah. was like right. The banks were like brimming. Yeah, like it was wow. it was like already flooding. Yeah, and that was like it was still raining. Gosh, yeah, it's I haven't seen very much footage of it, but it 
what I did see was pretty amazing. And it just, every time I'd hear the news on the radio or whatever, it's just like more floods mm. every day. Yeah. I, has it settled a bit now? Yeah, it's not raining now. Okay. It, like yeah. it hasn't rained like significantly for a couple of weeks. Yeah. But they are forecasting a, a wet yeah, well summer. Yeah, well, it's still part of La Nina or whatever they say, isn't it? Yeah. As well as climate crisis. Right. I guess. Yeah, it's um, it is a pretty interesting psychological phenomena, flooding, and biblical. Yeah, you know, yep. like Noah, like the great flood, mm. and Noah, and then there's floods in all mythology in every culture, ap- apart from like desert cultures where they don't tend to have those kinds of stories. But um, is Christianity not a is its origins not in the desert? Oh, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> I was more thinking about like... Um, oh, like African culture. S- Sub-Saharan yeah. or whatever. Like, oh, Maybe that's not even the right way to say it, actually. But yeah. At the time, when I was thinking about it, you know, floods like a, an emblem of chaos. And um, listening to Jordan Peterson talk about that and how human sin expedites chaos Mm -hmm. and you know because there's a certain amount of chaos that's absolutely natural and inevitable Mm. and even like desirable but um yes the kind of chaos that we're sort of seem to be running headlong into is um yeah like expedited by our own sin Mm. but and i don't mean sin necessarily as i'm pretty sure the meaning of sin is like separation from god so yep. it's like that choice that you make when you know you shouldn't make that choice. Yeah, it's a good clarifier. Yeah. Because I guess we're not talking about sin as like... Not in a strictly eating Christian... Eating too much and... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lusting after one's... Yeah. Partner or... Yeah, <laughs> like or not partner. Or not partner. <laughs> Being human. Yeah, yeah. Although, you know, that's rich terrain as well, the seven deadly sins. But, yeah. Anyway, I just wanted to mention that because I... Do you think I have to pause that washing machine? It will pass in a second. Okay. Just keep talking. As long as there's not too much empty space, it's probably all right. Or may, uh, <laughs> 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 I guess it depends how long it's going to go on for. Is it the spin? Um, yes. Oh, it'll be all right. Yeah. It's only, I mean, it's just because it's constant, like it gets distracting. For like people. a bit of a drone. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, okay, sorry, go on. Okay, so um, excess deaths, okay. around 17% in a lot of countries, including Australia. All, what is excess deaths? Excess deaths is like um, the number greater than, sorry, the percentage greater than what we average historically. Mm-hmm. So for the last several months, I mean, it sort of started last year, but it's really been... What are you laughing at? Um, that when you Google excess, excess dare, it comes up with the weirdest stuff at, that isn't excess deaths. You know, like normally oh. Google's <laughs> like quite intuitive and comes up with what you're actually looking for. But more and more, it's like 
depending on how <laughs> conspiratorial your thinking is, how much of a tinfoil hat you're wearing. But mm. it <laughs> yeah, it's some t- it's selectively accurate. <laughs> it's, it's pretty funny. Oh, I wanted to go back and tell you what they were. Oh yeah, <laughs> excess definition, excess debit rate, excess desire for sex, excess dead skin on face. Um, so, yes, excess deaths have been rising over the last year or so, I guess. But it's been quite extreme, 2022. Okay. But I did hear John Campbell say this morning or yesterday that um, they've, they're have they kind of reducing in Europe and the UK. <laughs> he's very excited about that. John Campbell. Because he's, he's um, quite disturbed by the whole lack of discussion. Who's the other Campbell? Who am I thinking of? Joseph. Joseph. <laughs> Listen to this. What, what happened? You don't. Who, who are you? I'm Joseph Campbell. Soup? I almost considered not making it because my name is Campbell. <laughs> and I thought, stay in the moment, Joe. Follow your bliss. <laughs> <laughs> that's from the last Rick and Morty episode. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, yeah, I don't have a lot to say except just to note it. That yeah, it's, a it's worth noting. I mean, it, yeah, it's contested, I suppose, not by our audience, but... Well, it's not, it's just ignored. Yeah. I mean, so there's statistics, obviously, they're coming from, like, in Australia, the ABS. Um, but it, there's no acknowledgement of it in like by governments or you know any leaders or yeah or well, in the media which is all very unsurprising i guess but it's also like what the heck except in um the uk right well the no they're the not acknowledging it there either really injuries so the in the british parliament they've yeah. been discussing or a few weeks ago they were just a couple of um mps were discussing vaccine safety and efficacy so yeah. that was sort of through eclipse season which i thought was a cool thing but noticing as well similar to what happens in australia when people like jared rennick or um alex antic or some of those people bring it up in parliament it's to an empty room but at least mm. it's on record presumably unless they start wiping records which i've heard that's been happening with Vayer's numbers, um, yeah. I was quite impressed with the British Parliament. So was I, like yeah. Like the, you know, the the rationality mm. of the discussion yeah. that I saw. Yeah. Like really encouraging. Yes. Yes, no, it really was and is and hopefully it continues. I am very heartened by people's persistence. Mm. And I guess that is the thing, one of the things that could not have been really predicted or preempted or um, mitigated against maybe by assuming, you know, if the whole thing is like a pandemic. Um, I don't think they, they could have managed all of what happened as in our waking up, mm. the resistance, we're never going to go away because it's been so... Meaningful for us. 
I'm going to draw a long bow here. Mm. Not sure if that's the right way to say it, but I've got no references. And mm-hmm. So this is like a, a kind of a, you know, it's a, it's kind of a silly statement I'm going to make. A long shot. It's a long shot. There was like this panel discussion I saw like a cut of with like a bunch of like WEF leaders and Bill Gates and there was like a journalist or some uh-huh. woman hosting. Yep. And the kind of cut was on like, so do you think it was, they were discussing like the vaccine success mm-hmm. uh, in terms of getting like numbers, mm-hmm. not like its efficacy, but how many people were managed to be like, and you know, I guess like the, the target was a hundred percent, right? Yeah. This was, you know, to vaccinate the entire population. Yes. And um, yeah, so this woman asked, um, she kind of asked the panel, um, well, do you think, do you think we'll have a six, do you think we'll be successful in this? Mm. And Bill Gates was like, uh, in what? Like he wasn't kind of listening. Yeah. He's like, in what? Um, and she was like, vaccinating the whole planet. And he was like, no, it's too late. Mm. We, we've, we lost. Right. Interesting. But the number was, I think that the number they were going on was 76%. Okay. Of the like world's population. Had been like double vaccinated. Okay. I, I'm not sure if and that's true or... Yeah, no, me neither. And I, I don't know how they would really know. But it's interesting as well because I remember in the thick of it more when unvaccinated meant if you had allowed your vaccine status to lapse. So mm. you were... You were counted as unvaccinated if you'd had two but not your booster in time i just recalled where i got that from actually it was from that film fluvid 19 oh i haven't seen that one pretty good yeah and i guess that was kind of their closing argument in a sense they were you know leaving it on a really positive note that um they caused the awakening yeah great awakening. well that's absolutely and where yeah i love that about it that they exposed themselves in mm. what they did that is such a win mm. for us for all of those people who are willing to see yeah and if it is like 25 percent of the population i mean that is significant, significant. Yeah. like it's enough that you know they won't get away with their evil agenda yeah <laughs> yeah well potentially Basically. yeah um, Let's so push forward. that would have been, would that have been a clip from G20, Bali? Mm, yes. Or would it, yeah? Because Bill Gates and Klaus Schwab were both there, even though they're not G20 leaders, <laughs> but they were wearing leaders' jackets, mm. so they could blend right in. Um, and Klaus Schwab said at that meeting that um, China is a role model for sovereign nations going forward. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And, um, yeah, just to touch on what that amounted to, that meeting, the leader's declaration that came out, there were several points that were pretty concerning, including one that was, quote, we recognise that the extensive COVID-19 immunisation is a global public good. Um, and then they just go on to sort of flesh that out a bit saying things like, um, well, you know, it's about the digital passports, for example, and the mRNA technology that's going to be 
used more widely for yep. different vaccines and in line with the 2030 immunization agenda <coughs> um, of 500 jabs yes so yeah <laughs> <laughs> yes two supposedly. per day uh, yeah i don't know exactly what that how they intend to yeah, implement that but it's certainly documented in on their trusted websites so yeah it's just yeah, and they say the COVID-19 pandemic has accelerated the transformation of the digital ecosystem and digital economy. We recognise the importance of digital transformation in reaching the sustainable development goals. We also reaffirm the role of data for development, economic growth and social well-being, which ties in really well to the COP27, which was the following week, and the establishment of the Loss and Damage Fund, which which they've been trying to get off the ground for a long time. And that um, fund aims to provide financial assistance to nations most vulnerable to the effects of climate change, who mostly are not responsible for the effects of climate change, like mm. because they're developing and not developed, not like the US and China and <coughs> India and Australia even. I mean, I don't know where we fare anyway in terms of contribution yes yeah. i mean per capita depends how it's measured yeah and it depends also i mean it's a bit questionable i think yeah there's so much there's many variables and then but they're accepted as like givens now like um greenhouse gas emissions and what actually does that mean i was thinking anyway i oh. haven't had time to look into all of that but you know g20 countries um represent approximately 75 percent of the global greenhouse gas emissions and we are expected to contribute to the necessary 300 billion per year by 2030 so to me like if you want to kind of argue about like environmental like global environmental policies mm-hmm. the fact that the conversation is only ever around like greenhouse emissions yeah whatever the fuck that means yeah well that to me is like proof that it's actually all bullshit yeah well i find because that the hardest thing to get my and that what about renewables like are the only solution it just i mean and what about like technological advancement mm-hmm. as a measure or like well that's part of it new national parks or like initiatives to like protect or clean up waterways mm. or you know like um what's her name that female politician she's a federal member for like redfern tanya plibersek oh, yeah, yeah. she's like leading this bill to like protect pretty much 100 percent of australia's coastline yeah um to like extensively mm. to commercial fishing mm. as a measure to like protect the environment along those th- you don't really hear about yeah but i know that when you kind of look into factors on climate change Mm. like the health of the oceans is like right up there but it actually never makes the kind of news so yeah to me there's like so much evidence that like yeah it's about taxation and therefore like enslavement yes (laughs) yeah so that's it they want to continue with sort of like upping the ante of the status quo essentially control in service to so-called you know addressing the climate crisis but yeah it's a bit tricky and i just i have my concerns because of 
what I just read about like the G20 leaders declaration and how that sort of informs so there's the UN Environment Program, which talks about resilience, capacity building, innovative solutions, early warning systems, all of which sort of relies on technological advancement and personal data and, you know, like all of these things where – so you have to have the app, you guys. Like if mm. you want the early warning system – I mean, I'm not saying that that's exactly necessarily true, but I'm just – sort of imagining into (laughs) what's going to be required for poor people to have an early warning system. Mm. They're going to have to have access to technology. 5G. Even though they don't have access to water. Yeah. (laughs) Well, it's priorities. But they're going to have an early warning system for the deluge that's about to rain a shitstorm. Anyway, so it just implies all the usual suspects and the involvement of big tech and big data and the, also the strings that are attached to all financial aid situations mm. like we've seen forever with the IMF and the World Bank and all that. Mm. So you sign your life away. Essentially, mm. countries are exactly the same going into debt with these big fucking organisations, Goliaths, that just if you, if we sign up for the agenda and working towards the ST, SDGs and all of that, mm. there's no problem. You can have as much money as you need. Mm. Or just print yourself. some. Yeah. Um, yep. Okay, let's go on. Yes. Um, me? Keep sure. Going? Keep going from the list. Uh, should we mention Alec jo- Alex Jones? Sure. And his 965 million Shout out. damages. Shout <laughs> Almost $1 billion in damages he was ordered to pay Again, that's to Sandy Hook families. Bullshit. It's obvious that what <sighs> they're doing, it's symbolic. Like, don't yeah. fuck with the narrative. Yeah, that's Do right. Do not oppose yeah. mainstream narratives that's or right. you will be fined a billion dollars. Suffer the One billion dollars. <laughs> like, <laughs> he reckons he's worth Just like three, three million. million. Yeah, like <laughs> I know. And uh, But you hear the... I heard him discussing it on Triple J, which was interesting in itself. But they were like, yeah, well... They don't even know if he's got that much money, but blah, blah, blah. Anyway, and conceding that, yes, they're trying to dissuade people from being conspiracy theorists with a big audience. And, yeah, anyway. Um, The Pfizer representative, Janine Small, who testified mid-October in front of the European Parliament because Albert Baller, the CEO, refused to attend. Mm -hmm. Yeah. and she admitted that Pfizer did not know whether the vaccine would prevent transmission when it went to market. Oh, she's just an attention seeker. <laughs> what would she know? <laughs> and that, uh, yeah, so the Dutch MEP who posed that question was just completely outraged, understandably. And, um, yeah, that was very interesting astrology at the time, which I thought was quite cool. So it was like the Mercury opposition to... Mercury and Libra opposite Jupiter in Aries, which is very much like a call to open to new information, you know, in order to understand the bigger picture. That's cool. And Mars was in Gemini, as it still is, um, and square to Neptune, as it still is, correlating to the information that can challenge perceptions and pierce delusions. But, you know, of course it didn't. Well, but it it set a few fires. Yeah, sure. Because on Twitter, like, it kind of blew up and... Um, there's a lot of like commentators saying like, okay, what the heck? show us, show us the studies. Yeah. When the governments were coming out saying it's a hundred percent safe and a hundred percent effective and it prevent yeah. you you won't get sick, you won't transmit it. Yeah. 
Which what were they going the on? What were they yeah. going on? Yeah. Just the the marketing speak, yeah. like the. Well, presumably they were going off Tony Fauci, right? Like he was the leader of the Hearsay. free world. I know, total <laughs> bullshit. It's ridiculous. And speaking of, did I already mention this? At the real Anthony Fauci movie was released no. as we came into eclipse season, and as we came out of eclipse season, died suddenly was released. Um, so I thought that was an interesting little pair of bookends for the exposure, ongoing revelation of crazy, disturbing, horrifying scenarios. That Fauci film was, talk about disturbing. My God, yeah. I can't believe. Yeah. I mean, he, essentially, it looks to me like he was responsible for the AIDS epidemic. Yeah. And, you know, for any listeners who aren't aware he said the only treatment mm. you know this is deja vu but yeah. the only treatment for <laughs> remdesivir HIV no, 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 no. was yeah this remdesivir which <laughs> oh no that was the covid one. Oh, what was so the aids one was it's left my brain anyway it's I'll a drug come, that like come back to me people were dying of that medication yeah. like it was completely destroying people quickly from the inside and you know cancer all the things that were caused by like aids was actually caused by this medication yeah. it wasn't a result of hiv oh man and the footage in on mass and then he was experimenting with those drugs on orphan children on like kids in <gasps> yeah in you the just new york state orphanages and oh, yeah hundreds and hundreds of kids and you know the tens of thousands that died of like AIDS drugs, like which, oh my God. Yeah, and the mass graves and all of that. Yeah, it's unfreaking believable that it was allowed to go on. And that even now, I mean, that um, the book came out about a year ago, I think, the Anthony Fauci book by um, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. And um, yeah, I mean, it's a very dense read and I haven't read it all. So it actually was a bit of a, shock to me <laughs> i mean i'd skimmed a bit about the aid stuff but i hadn't yeah the movie conveys it really well it's definitely and i don't know if it's still available for free or if you now have to purchase access to it or whatever but um anyway the book's brilliant and a great reference in terms of just i mean i think it's 400 pages that book and it's yeah just an absolute abundance of incriminating <laughs> one thing after another mm. and not only about Anthony Fauci but also like reaches into Bill Gates's dodgy kind of It's basically his cronies like that yeah, kind of generation yeah, of yeah. murderous Yeah and villains. I mean opportunistic you know like you can definitely see how they oh this is hopeless um how they justify it to themselves which has always been AZT that's what it's the called. greater good. Yeah, um, can't remember what the actual. Does that trigger any bells for you? Ring any bells? AZT. Yeah. Yeah, but I can't remember what the actual name of the medication is, but the abbreviation is AZT. Um. Yeah. So, as well, around the same time during eclipse season, the Boston gain of function research came out <laughs> that boosted mouse mortality rates to 80% exposure 
to the COVID, to the Omicron. So they attached to Omicron. Mm. Um, the maybe Delta, like, um, and made a superbug mm. in Boston. Okay. Under Fauci's guidance. Okay. Um, yeah, really cool. And it killed 80% of the mice. Mm. So that's a really good one to let escape from the lab. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, so moving to oh, Elon Musk, who named himself Chief Twit. Let that sink in. the board at, <laughs> at Twitter. Did you see that? <laughs> no. He walked on his first day, he walked in with a kitchen sink. Oh, did he? <laughs> like, and he tweeted, let that sink in. Oh. It's kind of strange. <laughs> I didn't see it. It's like a failed dad joke. Oh, right. It's quite funny, though. Yeah, like, it is. Cause he, I thought I mean, Chief it, Twit was pretty funny. It was basically, I think, he was, you know, announcing that y- you would be losing your job. Yes. <laughs> he and sucks he did, 75%. He sa- yeah, that's right. Only to have him run better than ever. Mm. That's funny. And they're growing. Twitter's growing. Yeah, people growing are interested again. Yeah. Well, I'm definitely interested again. But I haven't really been on there because I've got other things to be doing. Um, politics, lefty jailbird and WEF affiliate Lula in Brazil defeated, ostensibly, Bolsonaro. Lula da Silva. Yeah. Returning to office um, after being jailed for corruption and theft previously. Um, protests are continuing in Brazil, reportedly, according to Rebel News, millions of people protesting in Brazil. Mm. So, um, that's Yeah, I've seen the images. Um, yeah, yep, I've seen a little bit. It certainly looks like millions it of d- people. It looks like a lot of people, yes, who have like, been um, protesting every day. And it was like a narrow victory in the election? It was, and it was the I second. So, they, they had two, because... There was one at the beginning of October and then it was too close to call or something. And then they did a second one at the end of October. Mm. And again, it was much closer than everybody predicted. Like all the mainstream left media had expected it to be a clear victory for Lula de Silva. Because um, Bolsonaro is like the devil, according to them. He's got a long history of um, affiliation with the World Economic he Forum. Does, yes. Lula. Yes. Um, in 2010, he was given Economic Forum Global Statesmanship Award. Oh, interesting. And, yeah, I mean, he's still on their books as, like, you know, an attendee. Mm. Um, yeah. yeah. And um, Dan Andrews got re-elected in Victoria just last week. He, um, Daniel Andrews declared the COVID pandemic over three weeks ahead of the Victorian election mm. and pointed to, of course, his management... Mm-hmm. And the vaccine as what achieved that. Yeah. Yeah. So he went on to win by a slim margin with swings towards Greens and the Nationals. I saw that the Greens got a couple extra of seats. seats. Yeah. No Liberal Party presence yeah. in the state Which really is whatsoever. Yeah. Troubling. But um, some people say, you know, conspiracy theorists reckon it's another case of election fraud, as is Brazil, as is. The midterms, as is, you know, Macron, Trump and whatever. Well, I suppose you can vote for your local candidate. Like, that's you're voting for your... And Melbourne is like that. People are quite loyal to their, like, 
representative. Mm-hmm. It's like very constituent focused. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you live in this suburb, you're proud to be represented by this person, yeah. even if, you know, they happen to be a, a Labour politician. Mm-hmm. So it's not necessarily votes for Daniel Andrews, I think. Mm-hmm. And I, I think generally there was like a, a drop in overall support i believe so 32 percent or something of the overall like first preference i think Mm -hmm. is for labor which is nothing yeah yeah his victory speech did you hear that i didn't it was gross um he talked about (laughs) connection care and compassion and how the victorian people got through because vaccines work is his (laughs) line (laughs) Work for um, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Question. <laughs> um, Actually, yeah. I saw a really cool clip this morning um, on Instagram that someone had put together and it basically, it kind of counted down and went through articles over time and it, it, was, it was like 100% effective and it kind of went 99, 98, 97, as like the months went past, it went down to like, you know, in Israel, for example, vaccine program, 47% effective. Do we need to, and these are like headlines, right. like mainstream newspaper headlines mm-hmm. and basically kind of finished up at around 40% eff- efficacy. Mm-hmm. And is it time that we rethought mm. the like necessity for yeah. So I don't know what he's talking about, that vaccines work. Well, I think he's just towing that kind of G20 line. Yeah. That, you know, if the official line is that the net effect is positive. So they not that they acknowledge that there's any negative effects because that remains completely unacknowledged well, yeah. by most politicians. That's the thing. I mean, having said what I just said, I mean, you know, in there's like a COVID wave sweeping Sydney at the moment. Yeah. No one cares. Yeah. I got COVID. Yeah. I was like, and I, I was quite sick. Yeah. And, you know, a friend of mine said, you probably got so sick because you're not vaccinated. Yeah. And I actually heard that. I'm like, yeah, yeah maybe, maybe people who are vaccinated, maybe the vaccine is working in that sense. Yeah. Like, I know, I know what the vaccine is. I know what it does. Yeah, yeah. But if it does, you know, if it just, if your immunity is like really high yeah. to like all things, for the time being, then, yeah, maybe you can defend against COVID really well. Yeah. Um, because certainly, like, there's, n- you know, if you've got COVID <laughs> in Sydney, I'm pretty sure your obligation is to, like, wear a mask. Yeah. You can still go to work. You can, you know, there's no, it's nothing like. It's not zero sh- COVID. No. Not like China. And I, I think that generally people would attribute that to, like, well, we're all vaccinated, so... Mm. let's just like get on with our lives oh well i think yeah there's definitely that people are just over it completely yeah. in that sense i don't know what i'm quite trying to say there but i think that there can there's definitely cases for saying that the vaccine worked and well, i think that in terms of s- preventing serious illness and um death that's what they kept saying wasn't it once it was obvious that it did nothing for transmission or infection rates yeah that's the line they stuck with that it yeah. reduced death severity. severity yeah. yeah. So yeah, that is a possibility. I I have wondered the same thing myself. Um, 
but yeah, also would rather take my chances. <laughs> well, and for me, the line remains <laughs> that like, yeah, yeah. don't tell me what to do with my body. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, it's tyranny. Yeah. That's tyranny. Yeah, like I didn't the do right it to refuse. Absolutely. Yeah, needs to be upheld. Yeah. Um, except in Western Australia, no, and in all parts <laughs> of the world. But just going on to um the blue bill in McGowan's government. Yeah, can we come back to that? Sure, let, yep, let's do that. So I'll just quickly mention uh, the Somalia famine. Mm-hmm. Um, Climate change strikes again. That's right, um, and has absolutely nothing to do with the redirection of supplies from Africa to Europe um, a couple of months ago, thanks to the Ukraine war. Mm. Um, so it's Putin's fault and climate change that Somalia has a famine. Mm. Oh, no, it's not Putin's fault, that's right, because we're not talking about the redirection of supplies, grains and whatnot. <coughs> Nothing to see here. Um, and the, que- <laughs> the queen-shaped cloud over London mm. and the rainbows on the day of her departure. Um, that was a pretty interesting thing that happened when the queen died. Um, and the photos that were taken of the queen waving goodbye in a cloud. <laughs> Did you see? That? I haven't it's seen so the photo. It's so funny. Is it a stretch, or is it? <laughs> no, not really. It was just a big head <laughs> with a hat and a wave. <laughs> 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 awesome. <laughs> yeah, it was really funny at the time, and um, yeah, lots of rainbows over Windsor Castle. I think it was. Um, not Buckingham, <laughs> but the cloud was over London, and the yeah, rainbows over Windsor. But yeah. I mean, it was obviously big news at the time and um, rightly so. And a lot of people were cheering. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, you know, it was really interesting to think about both sides of that because some people were really sad. And, you know, it's the end of an era. Mm. I am concerned, of course, for Casey, King Charles III yeah, and well his affiliation with the... Agenda, World Economic Forum. Yeah. Um, he's the UN That's just boy. interesting. Yeah, like I know. So it's really... But the thing is, like, what power does the king wield? I it, mean... It, yeah. yeah. Well, we'll see, won't we? Yeah, I guess we will see. So, yeah. I mean, it's it's interesting. But I, it, I have reflected since that it's kind of shit that the royal family don't really acknowledge or apologise for their conduct in the past. Like Like colonialism. Yeah. Like that sort of just persists. (laughs) I mean, now we have a whole new... (laughs) Yeah. We have a new kind of like colonialism going on with people like Bill Gates. It's evidence that Queen Elizabeth and Prince Philip, there was a call to extradite them to Canada to face charges of child abduction yes that's like on the record in yeah, canada yeah yeah they abducted so yeah children. i mean and even things not quite as sinister but still horrifying like you know genocidal kinds of activities that have gone on on her watch and i guess you just turn a blind eye and keep showing up for the photo ops and whatever and you're like a nice little old lady but mm. so yeah it, it's a very interesting kind of a mix of things to consider and um i saw a funny tweet the other day that said it's hard to stop believing that the world is run by 
evil elite pedophiles when the world leaders keep acting like evil elite <laughs> pedophiles. <laughs> Which, I mean, if yeah, I'm just kind of pointing to, um, you know, the Queen being charged with child abduction. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> well, I know. Uh, it is hard to um, be faced with all this information, um, especially since COVID and, you know, we've been absolutely inundated with what seems to be irrefutable evidence, mm. revelation after revelation of a sinister kind of agenda. Mm. <laughs> Not even getting into that, like, pedophile side of things like the QAnon, but even just, like, keeping it pretty, like, you know, like, talk going back to John Campbell's like, experience where he's just gone from a very regular mainstream kind of a person to absolutely reeling and now printing posters to share with the public about following the so following the evidence wherever it leads and how mm -hmm. soul destroying that can sort of feel like how confronting and difficult that actually is to look at the evidence of what is going on mm. um but yeah and that's like it is very difficult and i feel for people when i fully well, I think I have a good sense of why people don't want to do that. Um, and for people who have done that, it like the temptation is great towards like nihilism, isn't it? And mm. like a sense of despair and like, like nihilism is a bit of a tricky one because it's understood differently by different groups or whatever, but widely understood as like existential nihilism, like futility and cynicism and the arbitrary human principles that we sort of adopt and and them being meaningless and all of that. And Oxford defines it as the rejection of all religious and moral principles and the belief that life is meaningless. But, um, mm. yeah, there's a Nietzsche quote I could read, but maybe I'll save it till the end. Or should I say it now? And then we can move on to yeah, say it. your thing. Um, so... Often associated with nihilism is Friedrich Nietzsche. Um, but he wrote in the late 19th century, 1800s, 1888-ish, what in the will to power this is. What I relate is the history of the next two centuries. I describe what is coming, what can no longer come differently, the advent of nihilism. This history can be related even now, for necessity itself is at work here. This future speaks even now in a hundred signs. This destiny announces itself everywhere. For this music of the future, all ears are cocked even now. For some time now, our whole European culture has been moving as toward a catastrophe, with a tortured tension that is growing from decade to decade, restlessly, violently, headlong, like a river that wants to reach the end, that no longer reflects, that is afraid to reflect. <coughs> mm. um, which is sort of where we're at <laughs> in a nutshell. But I feel like that's not a... And Nietzsche was not a um, cynic, was not a... Nihilist. <laughs> no, you know, in not in the, m like, modern parlance or whatever, like yeah. in the generalised... He was very much about affirming life. And I think, you know, that is so important for us people who are awake and facing um, the truth of things and whatever to not 
allow ourselves to be tempted towards despair and hopelessness and cynicism and all of those very dark negative emotions even though we are carrying this burden of awareness about all this like really quite sinister stuff um, we do need to for the sake of humankind itself sort of maintain a positive expression and orientation Mm. towards goodness essentially Mm. yep that's all i got all right um well i had italian election Mm -hmm. yeah maloney yes so huge swing towards conservatism and it's interesting because I would consider Italy to be, honestly, quite a progressive country. Mm. Um, they want to be left the fuck alone yeah. by, like, the EU, basically, and mm. certainly WEF yeah. and the UN. They want to do their own thing. They're a proud culture. They, you know, in having travelled there, they're so adamant that you speak or at least try to speak their language. They want to preserve language. They understand that language equals culture. Mm. I work in wine in Sydney and I drink a lot of Italian wine Mm -hmm. and it's all organic. Mm. It's just how it is. They have so much respect for food and beverage. They They want to keep things organic. They want to... That's part of their culture. Yeah. Like well, the right passion in. for life and eating and drinking and, and like love and the family. Mm. And those family values, you know, it's easy for, you know, s- lefties to say like, oh, they're fucking religious or like that mm. family values equates like, you know, these... It gets family values gets called conservative and like right wing and dismissed as being like meaningless and outdated and i don't think for the italian citizenry i don't think it is i don't think it is for anyone we're just kidding ourselves well the thing is like at those elections like she is she's conservative oh man she's she's I i listened to a couple of her speeches at the time and um yeah she's impressive and She's backed by um, Berlusconi, who was like so corrupt and he's such a piece of shit. Yeah. And that is a tricky side. They're of the same party. Yeah. So there's a lot of, there's people who are sceptical and worried about her power. But at the end of the day, I'm sure that the reason that she got elected was because she's standing opposed to the agenda. Yeah. Well, that's right. She (coughs) abhorred like... The handling of COVID nineteen, yeah, absolutely. Like went on record talking about all of the people that died in northern Italy, mm. how they'd been given experimental flu vaccines yeah, before right. they like she, she's yeah. all across that shit. So yeah. she's kind of not afraid of that side of truth. Mm. Um, yes, and I've seen her say some things, and I think her party is like opposes gay marriage, yeah, things like that. To like that extent of traditional kind of values. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I, I would say like she's not progressive, mm. but the move towards like, you know, Italy's kind of independence mm. is, I would say that that is quite progressive. Mm. And they see her as an opportunity to 
you know, represent them. So yeah. I don't think it's a move backwards by any means and yeah. I don't think it's a move towards conservatism or right-wing extremism as like the well, media will have you believe. That's they ever call it. That's what they're calling the few protests. Italy, they're not right-wing extremists. No. It's not Mussolini. No. It's even though I think it was the same party that Mussolini was a member. Yeah, right. I mean, it's yeah, so it's complicated, but yeah, I of I think it it deserves a lot more like consideration. Yeah. Than and it's, you know, in terms of temperature, mm. I think that's that's good. I think it's a good result. Yeah. And we'll see the same thing in like Austria. Well, yeah. I mean, it is interesting and confusing to contrast that with the so-called like election frauds going on elsewhere. Um, And I mean, yeah, I think it's not straightforward. Like I'm no fan of Bolsonaro or Trump or, you know, like (laughs) necessarily the politics or at least all the politics of um, George Maloney. So, yeah, it is it is tricky. And, I mean, essentially the answer is not in politics, I guess, mm. is where it comes back to. Yeah. It comes and you know what? I would say that, like, individual people. Italians generally agree with you. Yeah. And the reason that they've elected her is because one of the kind of foundations of that party is, like, small government. Yeah. Leave well, yeah, exactly. Leave people alone. That's right. And people should be free to... You know. Farm organically. Absolutely. and But not forced to farm organically, which comes back to the you know issue of the Dutch farmers and the New Zealand farmers and, and now they're in Sri Lanka. Yeah, and so like, yeah, that's a... It all seems very positive hmm. when framed in a particular light, organic farming. And, um, and I, you know, been buying organic as often as I can for as long as I can remember all my life really I want to support that but I notice in myself like now I'm like do I want to support that (laughs) do I really (laughs) what am I paying where is my money going and yeah Mm. I mean we were talking about that the other day like the how Oxfam shops shut down you know a couple of years ago now probably Mm. but that sort of on the ground real people like Italian organic farmers, winemakers, where it's proper, um, you know, traditional methods and kept in the family and, Mm. you know, nourished in a very like wholesome and authentic kind of a way. Um, Similar to like these handmade items that you used to be able to buy in the Oxfam shop Mm. and Oxfam shops shut down. And I presume that that's because they're moving away from those kinds of hokey little outfits that support village women who sit around creating woven coasters Mm. for the West to buy for Christmas presents (laughs) and, you know, moving towards corporatisation of the Yeah, let's sell a factory and then we can get those women in weaving. Yeah, yeah. If they're even doing any of that, you know, like it's just this like – movement towards supporting communities quote unquote you know like Mm. um and doing like grassroots stuff that's actually just bringing in more technology more innovation (laughs) you know like more more and more of their own profitable shit Mm. our own i should say you know like the the colonialization the ongoing colonialization of poor countries 
yeah well um, i think at the expense of real producers and real artisans and real you know winemakers organic winemakers and like all of that stuff is just being swept aside Mm. um, to make way for the highway of again like the same shit Mm. same status quo like let us through progress is coming yeah get on board or get out uh, Kanye West and his White Lives Matter shirts. Oh, yeah, that was interesting. <laughs> Him and Candace Owens at Paris Fashion Week, was it? Yeah. yeah. Um, which I thought... I don't know what I thought. I thought, mm. that's interesting <laughs> and exciting. And Kanye's... Like, I, I mean, he's got so much kind of presence Yeah. that I think it's so good that he's willing to antagonise... Black Lives Matter, yeah, and like raise questions, yeah. right? Even though it makes him look like, you know, most people will just kind of write him off or whatever. And that, and he has been written off so well, much. Well, then he went off, and you know, his anti-Semitic comments about, I know. you know, and I mean, what he's there's a point to what he's saying, sure, but it's you can't criticize it anyway. And I mean, that's part of the point. It's part of the point he's making that you can, there's certain people that. Certain groups that you just can't criticize. Yeah. Well, he went back on Twitter and said shalom at the end of his. Okay. Like when he was like testing, testing something, something on Twitter. Shalom. Right. You know, like it was like (laughs) an olive branch kind of thing. (laughs) Right. Okay. (laughs) I mean, I don't, I don't really buy into that too much. But no, me neither. Candace Owens has made a film. Um, it's called like The Biggest Lie Ever Sold. I think it's shit title, but. It's about, it's black like... Black Lives Matter. Yeah, mm. it's like a, it's going into Black Lives Matter and looking at the numbers of yeah. money that they raised, $80 million, mm. that kind of vanished and didn't go... I mean, I, I actually don't know what they were kind of raising it for if they said that they were going to put it back into communities that Black Lives Matter protests destroyed. I don't know. But <laughs> if you watch the preview <laughs> of it, it's like they go into mm. towns where Black Lives Matter occupations like portland and Mm. like other right up in the north across Mm -hmm. the kind of northern border Mm. of the u.s there was all of these cities that were like destroyed by the the black lives matter riots right and you know there's kind of community figures a lot of black people who are Mm. like where's the money like what were you raising money what was all this for Mm. it actually tore the community apart physically destroyed the city Mm. and just a handful of people got super rich off it and that that was like the black lives matter movement so candace owens is making a great point there absolutely even though she's a very necessary point yeah (laughs) well i i I don't follow her very closely um haven't heard her say much for a while i'm sure she's been talking but um yeah it it's good that people are continuing to alternative perspectives out there despite mm. being shut down by all the usual did you say she um <coughs> all those trusted sources of information <laughs> yes um did you say she had that interview with mia maya i know but i heard about it but yeah. no, i didn't look at it i haven't looked at it yet but uh, i should have looked at it i should have done it for this episode maybe i'll do it for, for our Christmas. next episode um but yeah mia maya came out 
kind of swinging in that interview, right. talking about like the bullshit of the vaccine. And yeah, right. Really didn't hold back on yeah, like anything. Right. So, cool. yeah, I will watch that and we can talk about it next time. And um, just to mention as well, go back to Kanye for, I mean, yay. Um, and he was interviewed around the same time by Tucker. Oh, and yeah. that was a terrible kind of, I mean, in my humble opinion, I just thought he should stick to music. Old yay. Okay. Because he just doesn't do himself any favours. Like, tweets are probably good for him, not that I follow. <laughs> I mean, because <laughs> it's, you know, just a few words and you've got to be somewhat concise and clear about what you're trying to say. But I don't know. He just, he wants to become a spiritual leader, teacher, guru guy. But, um, yeah, I mean, I'm not taking away from his genius because I actually think he is a genius musically and whatever. But, yeah, he does tend to put his foot in it a bit and mm. um, be not all that articulate, maybe. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I don't think he's particularly articulate. <laughs> like yeah. that, I don't think he's that <laughs> clever, to be honest. But well, sometimes, like, his music's amazing, though, and, like... Even lyrically, you know, like, well, uh, and I guess that's what happens when you do it. Yeah, but it, there's a profundity too. Sometimes, yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, he's on his journey. He's yeah, and it's very public. It is. Right? So you got to applaud that and appreciate that. Tulsi Gabbard announced she oh, was leaving was the Democratic cool. Party for the second time. Yes. Um. Yes, and because she can't endorse Democrats' support for. Um, you know, the kind of trans agenda, like yeah. trans kids. Yeah. I think that's what she came out about this time. Mm-hmm. But she's a WEF young leader yeah, right. as well. Yeah, but I think that she's maybe moving away from her association there. Yeah. You know, she probably just got invited at a time, you know, 10 years ago when it was quite ah, progressive. I'm, and sure I'm not sure there's some very um, positive... As a learning experience, it'd be quite an eye opener, wouldn't it? And yeah, it's probably an asset to her that she's been through that process. Yeah, um, I did hear. Maybe I saw her on Joe Rogan. I think um, around that time when she okay was quite out yeah, of the I public again. She's um she says some very good things. Um, Meta shares are down seventy percent from this time twelve months ago. Mm. I think, old mate, Zuckerberg. I think he's like not a billionaire anymore. Right, <laughs> like wow. he's, he's lost like all his money. It's crazy, oh but man. like no one's signing up for that Facebook Meta thing. Right, no one's. I didn't know you could. Oh. Yeah, you go in there. There's no one in there right. apparently. So yeah, Facebook's a soulless. Not a nice place to visit, really. Even the regular Facebook. I gotta confess, I really <coughs> only. I don't like going on there. No, I mean. I go on there to see what you're up to. Yeah, and I don't but usually. You post kind of regularly. Oh uh, yeah, I sh- yeah I do share. Um, I haven't been like on daily. there for a few weeks. <laughs> oh no, I go through phases. I think. Okay. Where like, I get a fire in my belly and want to share articles that you come across yeah yeah um, which no one responds to yeah and that's fine it's also as a means of keeping track of things that i think are quite cool so okay. that i can check my own page and find the link 
<laughs> oh yeah, yep. That's not a bad um, way to go. But yeah, and also always in the hope that it will provoke some kind of conversation with someone. But yeah, that never ever happens. Um, so yeah, I mean, with one exception recently, with you and your friend talking about what was that link about? Oh, Paul Graham Hancock. And Graham and Hancock, yeah. Um, Truth Stream Media, great YouTube channel. They have a new video. It goes for like an hour and a half. This film they made about King Charles, right? And his history, affiliation, potential plans. Great, mm. recommend watching. I'm not sure if it was in that. If they go on off on a tangent, but I something that they published compared average attention spans in the U.S. Mm-hmm. and so you know therefore the West because we're all human. Um, compared attention spans with internet speeds across the decades. Mm-hmm. In sorry, what were you saying? <laughs> Two thousand, <laughs> the average person's attention span was twelve seconds. Oh. That was in. And that was in the 3G era. Uh-huh. In the 4G era, um, 4G was launched in 2008. And in 2013, the average attention span was measured at eight seconds. Yeah. And then, so 5G's rolled out and they made the note that 5G isn't necessarily quicker. I don't quite understand this, but 5G's not necessarily quicker, but it loads, like the load time... So 4G is like 25 milliseconds, uh-huh. but 5G's loads time is like one millisecond. Mm. Right. So I guess like there's that, and I notice it in myself, like when you're waiting for something to upload <laughs> or like an app to open or something and you're like, hurry up. <laughs> it's like, yeah. it's taking like three seconds yeah. and you get like yeah. impatient. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and that's, <laughs> that, that persists. I think for me, it like gets worse. Yes. I was just thinking about that. And contrasting it with um, Joe Rogan and Dr. Phil's chat. Oh, I haven't watched that. Pretty good. Yeah, I should because I used to be a devotee of Dr. Phil. Okay, interesting. Uh, yeah, he I mean, keep me sane. I'd make the kids go away while I had my cup of tea. <laughs> therapy session. <laughs> um, we'll put the subtitles on so they didn't have to listen to all the... Yeah, well, he. it's a good chat. Um mm. But he provides some interesting statistics that, you know, that the US is in such significant decline in so many arenas. But 33% of high school graduates can't read at a basic level. And they've changed the the kind of grading system. So I think he said that as low as like 45% Uh is a C. So you can, you can pass you, you can get a I think 25% is like a D right so you can get a D and you'll you'll go on to the next grade right. but you can get a D without being able to read right yeah, so right. and oh, the gosh. current national t- statistic is that 19% of adults in the US can't read mm-hmm. um, and read at a basic level which is considered the basic level is to read a, um, a prescription like to read the prescription on a bottle of prescription medicine. Right. So that's that's what's considered a basic level. Well, that's even weird. And I guess they're talking about that in the context of like fentanyl deaths. <laughs> it's the leading cause of death yeah. among like 18 yeah. to 45 year olds is God. fentanyl. It's like because something they like can't read. 40% of well, deaths in the US is 
fentanyl. Yes, yes, I'm aware of that. Oh, it's it's all that that conversation actually really made me kind of think about. Uh, you just can't help but. And Joe Rogan even says, he's like, if you were going to design the deconstruction of a nation, mm. all of these statistics really point towards someone's very clever design. Yeah. And they're talking about mobile phone use. Yeah. They're talking about the erosion of family values. Yeah. N- people not being able to read. Yeah. And the um, importation of Chinese, like fentanyl. Yeah. So, like, whoever's, if it's a coordinated effort or if it's, like, coincidental that there's these players that have investment in. But certainly, Dr. Phil kind of is highly concerned about TikTok Mm -hmm. as, like, a Chinese... Yeah, data Like a weapon, like a Mm. media weapon. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's kind of correlation with the fact that you can buy fentanyl on TikTok, like... Suppliers advertise on TikTok. So it targets kids. God. Makes you feel sick. It does a bit. It's, yeah, kind of terrifying. Moving on. Jab Injuries Australia Mm -hmm. have published a booklet. They've distributed 100,000 booklets across Australia and they've printed another 100,000 which are currently being distributed. Are they on Telegram? Uh, They are. Follow them. They've launched a website um, in Global Alliance. So Jab Injuries Global okay. is a thing now yeah. in alliance with Jab Injuries UK, Canada, New Zealand and USA. Yeah. Um, and, you know, they, they remain. I might just go to their... So going to their... Following the link to Jab Injuries Global, their kind of mission is... Um, we are one of the few community-driven organisations that can say 100% that we represent every single person that we post. Yeah. We take pride in giving injured people a voice. We are not a freedom-fighting organisation. We never were and have always been clear about this from the very beginning. Even though we personally believe in a line and work alongside many freedom pages ac- around the world, yeah. we are essentially an archive and we play by the rules, quote, to prevent ourselves being shut down so you have knowledge and power in your hands to win back your birthright to bodily autonomy. So they remain like apolitical, essentially. Yeah. They're just well, trying well, to put out... Good. They don't say anything. They yeah. just say, this person has been injured. This yes. is their story. Yeah. And that's... So that's like all of them mm. do that. They strict. They uh, adhere to that strictly. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's good. And I imagine that that is going to grow. Mm. People were really keen to take up and distribute the the booklets mm. i look forward to seeing one yeah you can order them yeah um yes yeah, so i got a note here twitter they've reinstated donald trump's account yes um the world awaits his first tweet yes he's yet to take the opportunity i guess you know he's uh, i don't know i don't care for trump I d- no he has announced he's running again yes i did That'd watch a little bit of that <coughs> crazy Mar-a-Lago party. A lot of his kind of former supporters, I've noticed, have uh, they don't support him anymore, okay. and they point particularly to um, his kind of um, support for the vaccine program, yeah. and that yeah. he maintains the success of the vaccine. Yeah, and, and I heard um, Alex Jones comment on that a few months ago that he was. It might have been in his interview with Maria Z. He was saying telling Trump 
whether he has a direct line with Trump or not, I don't know, but, you know, saying you need to um, distance yourself from the vaccine mm. and even name that you're not in support of it because, yeah, it's for obvious reasons. does maintain. Because, mm. you know, his, his, like, the man who's going to win that election, I think, Ron DeSantis, mm. opposes the vaccine. Yeah, right. Like, has been really... Like, I mean, he, he opposes the, I'm not sure, I haven't actually listened to him directly, but I know that in Florida, they, you know, you don't, there's no mandates for anything right. like that. And he opposed, like, the rollout of the mm. vaccine and very critical of um, the federal government's, like, mm -hmm. requirement for their employees and that kind of, you know, he really stands firm on that. And so there's a lot of um, ex-Trumpers moving over towards DeSantis, but... You know, DeSantis is like anti, like legalized cannabis. Mm -hmm. uh, like he's, you know, he's very, <laughs> he's he's ultra conservative. Yeah, that sure. I mean, th that comes with its own set of problems. So, there yes. again, there's no like political savior. There's no silver bullet either, especially politically speaking. Um, can I ask about the mass shooting in was it Denver? Oh, the gay club? Yeah. Um, yes. Do you know anything about it? No. Okay, I just wanted because I, I think there was a few. I mean, I know they're up to like 600 this year or something, mass shootings in America. But um, I know like a lot of the criticism was that, you know, initially in the first day or so, they were, the media were like, oh my God, this attack on, see, this is proof that yes. gays and trans are like being targeted. They're like, you know, what Kamala Harris says, there's a war against trans people. This is proof. Mm. But then the, like, story was completely dropped when, like, the person, the perp, the gunman, mm. said that they identify as trans. Right. Okay, interesting. So they were a member of Jilted. the community. Mm. Um, yeah, and I haven't... Obviously, there's no more information. That's yeah. where the buck stops. I'm yeah. not sure if they were kind of protesting against the indoctrination of children or that kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, okay, it, appalling, appalling. Yeah, of course. Terrible, like, like yeah. just... Atrocious yeah. situation. And maybe they're just saying that. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, I don't, yeah. I'm not sure it's worth knows. spending time with. Okay. Yeah, just had to ask because it was a significant thing that happened. Recently. I had it in my list. Yeah. But yeah, I kind of... Um, just, I have almost finished my list, but I just wanted to, getting back to Twitter, I just want to, Avi Yemeni. Oh, yeah. Is that his name? Yes. Rebel News. Rebel News. He got into this scrap. I mean, I don't, I don't spend much time on Twitter mm. and I don't care to, it doesn't really pique my interest very often, but I did see, I opened my Twitter and came across this kind of scrap between Avi Yemeni and this Drew Pavlou who um, Drew Pavlou, I don't know what he does, but he he describes himself as a truth warrior, anti-tyrant, right. Aussie larrikin. Okay, <laughs> interesting. Cringe. <laughs> um, but he, he tweeted at Avi Yemeni mm. saying, so Avi Yemeni produced a tweet saying, bless this heroic Chinese freedom, bless the heroic Chinese freedom fighters putting mm. their safety on the line in protest of the authoritarian COVID lockdowns. 
Millions stand with you worldwide, even before it was trendy. Take note, tyrants. I'm looking at you, Daniel Andrews, Jacinda Ardern, and Justin Trudeau. Mm -hmm. Then Drew Pavlo replied, tweeted back, Shut up, RV Grifter. I don't even like Dan Andrews, Jacinda Ardern, and Justin Trudeau. But they are nothing compared to Xi Jinping. I have Uyghur friends who have seen family tortured to death in concentration camps, so don't compare the CCP to politicians you dislike. Mm. Avi Yemeni replied, There's no difference between lockdown protests in Australia, New Zealand, Canada or China. They were and are all evil, but I'm glad you finally found a COVID tyrant you're willing to stand against. Mm. Lol. Um, but I think I think it's super important to... There was a comment that said there's no sliding scale of tyranny. Yeah. Like tyranny, yep. tyrants are tyrants. Yeah. hundred percent, when Mark McGowan gets the chance to do a Xi Jinping mm-hmm. and fly drones over our roofs mm. and have people in white suits come around our house and it, he's waiting for that. Jacinda yeah. Ardern would do that. Mm. There's no, they're tyrants. Mm. It's not a sliding scale of like, you know, Mark McGowan or Daniel Andrews is not as bad as, well, given the chance, they he will be as bad. Well, I think, yeah. That's Look at like the way that the police reacted mm. in, you know, under license, under encouragement by mm. the government. That was, I mean, that was, those scenes were every, you know, nine tenths as horrific as what we're seeing in China now. Mm. So what would stop them, you know, it's not like they've got it out of their system. No. Well, it exists in the heart of every human, doesn't it? I mean, and that's what w- became apparent through Nazi Germany, you know, how that wave just swept through Europe and people got on board mm. and people became perpetrators, you know, persecutors mm. of, you know, their victims or whatever. They were just normal people. But if you allow yourself to cross that line, once you're there, you're off. <laughs> like, do you want to? Um, can we come back to Mark McGowan and the what was it? The blue. The blue bill. Yeah. Mm. So what's happened there? Um. So it he named it at the time a couple of months ago. Now I guess it was. I haven't got the date in front of me, but he called it a step down and a modest approach. It um. The significant changes that it allows for are entry and seizure, the right to break and enter property. Um, By police. Yes. Well, whoever By representatives. Yes. So they um, delegate someone who delegates others. So presumably police or military personnel or whoever acting as agents Mm -hmm. of the government. Um. We must answer questions. We are not allowed to stay quiet. They are allowed to enforce any procedure, medical or otherwise, and there is no right of review um, under this legislation, which goes through essentially unopposed because, similar to Victoria, we have no opposition. It was such a landslide. Oh, last it passed. Election. Uh, I actually embarrassingly don't know i um should have checked that before today but it i when it was put that on the list for for the christmas episode yeah yeah, update about that um so that's that absolutely paves the way for like 
tyranny the likes of which we've never seen. That's yeah, that is so World it, War Two shit. Yeah. So like you got cops knocking on the door, dragging you out mm. to jab you, mm-hmm. or yeah. take you away to the Gulag these camps that equivalent. they've built, which well, we c- which mustn't are now staffed. They they've been staffed as well. What for? Who knows? So yes, much remains to be seen. Twenty twenty three is a very different beast than we've been living through the last astrologically yes mm. it begins the transition of pluto into aquarius which takes some years but um it is the beginning we will see changes i anticipate um yes but i've got homework to do about that and i will do that for christmas episode this is a bit out of sync. I should have played it earlier, but I just want to play some a little bit of comic relief. Oh, thank goodness. Um, give me a sec. So, my old mate Fleckers, the Fleckers Talks mm. podcast, mm-hmm. um, every week, every episode, they do a what's causing blood clots this week. <laughs> <laughs> and they, like, find an article. <laughs> and they, they did a short. So funny. Not funny if you've got a blood clot. This week's reason is car exhaust and climate change. One of people's favorite drinks could be causing blood clots. It's black tea. Loneliness caused by social media is now a new leading cause for heart attacks and blood clots among (laughs) young people. Are bloods getting thick? Your blood thickens and then clots. What extreme heat can do to your body? Herbal supplements. Herbal supplements are the new thing causing heart problems in young people. Certain sleeping positions can cause blood clots and heart attacks. Napping and uh, showering. Cold showers. Cold showers and napping is what's causing heart problems, uh, strokes, and blood clots this week. Teens are getting irregular heartbeats from air pollution. Warning, woman who ate the same fruit daily almost lost her leg from dangerous blood clot. So this is a new development. The fruit was grapefruit. A university student dies of joy after hearing he'd passed his exams with flying colors. (laughs) So that's, you know, all of those are articles that Mm. they bring up. So they just kind of did a quick... Put together, of, but yeah, if you if God. you watch their funny, they're a bit homophobic and they're they're quite conservative. But I mean, they're playing to their audience or yeah, whatever. It's, yeah. I mean, I I find that quite entertaining. Mm-hmm. Their blood clots this week and cringe of the week as well is yeah usually well worth a laugh. Yes, it's um, died suddenly is available on Rumble. I don't know what the views are up to, but within a week it was past five million views, mm. which was pretty interesting. They talk about, I mean, they interview a lot of um, morticians and um, funeral director types. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that was loud. Better edit that out. I was just trying to look at the died suddenly. It just popped up. So How many views have I it got? I couldn't see oh, okay. before I had to get rid of it. Um, okay. Well, I've got one last thing to say. Oh, okay. Uh, well, uh, because I forgot to mention Harari's latest diagnosis of consciousness. <coughs> oh. Which came out maybe a week ago. He says it's the capacity to suffer. Um, therefore does not is not limited to human beings um, 
So there's plenty. He talks about it for about half an hour on his YouTube channel, and it's worth a listen. He's such a slippery guy. He's kind of hard to fault. But what concerned me listening to it is the subtext, you know, that um, because the capacity to suffer, if that's what consciousness is, that assumption lends itself in quite frightening ways to the advancement of the agenda. Mm. Um, Particularly like transhumanism, Mm. which we saw earlier this year, aims to eradicate suffering. (laughs) Um, So yeah, anyway, just interesting. But then I came across this cool quote from C.S. Lewis, who has the sun in Sagittarius, as the sun is now in Sagittarius, and the moon in Gemini. So our full moon baby was C.S. Lewis. And um, yes, it will be the Gemini full moon uh, in about a week. So I'll talk about that more in the Christmas episode, hopefully. Um, But yes, C.S. Lewis said, Pain insists upon being attended to. God whispers to us in our pleasures, speaks to us in our consciences, but shouts in our pains. It is his megaphone to rouse a deaf world. Which um, feels like it might be antithetical to the eradication of suffering. (laughs) Mm. Um, Yeah, and definitely ties into the what I've been ranting about for some years, the Saturn Square Uranus that is currently in its final hurrah and, um, yeah, dealing with conflict and pain and struggle and learning to, you know, attend to that in a way that is kind of responsive and um, positive rather than just trying to shut it down or ignore it or repress it or reject it or avoid it or Mm. whatever else. So, yeah, meet them at the door laughing, like Rumi said. That's it. Mm. Cool. All right. Um, Well, we will – I'm going to edit this now. Cool. Get it up and out there. And then – Thanks for listening again, everyone. Yeah. (coughs) Nice to be with you again. And thank you, Liam, for bringing your gear. I guess, yeah, we would have... I've been busy Yeah. in Sydney. And it's I, a transition. Yeah, I haven't... We were going to try to organise Zoom recordings, but it oh, there's a, a, a bit to learn yeah. and coordinate. So hopefully we will. I am committed to Yeah, I think we'll podcast. get it going on. Okay. It'll be okay. Yeah. I've got to get one of those... <coughs> interface mm-hmm. yeah all right should i read a quote yeah if Why you not? got one quotes are cool um can we talk about it next time it stephen king yes yes we can and that will i'll talk about david Icke and world war one and wow. the truth oh my god <laughs> i'm the scared truth is lizards um, <laughs> I shouldn't say that. I don't even know. That's all I know about David Icke. So here's a, a Nietzsche quote. Nietzsche had a sad moon. You have your way. I have my way. As for the right way, 
the correct way and the only way, it does not exist. Mm. Good one to remember. Mm. All right. Ciao, fella. I'm going to play our music. Fellas. See you next time. <laughs> TTFM. <laughs>